my name is James. My name is Matt. And I'm B. And we're talking about games these days. <laughs> Specifically, we're talking about Birth and Sword, The Shadow of the Templars, and even more specifically than that, uh, the director's cut version. Okay. Uh, the original one came out in 1996 mm-hmm. uh, by a company called Revolution, who mm-hmm. had made a previous point-click game sort of in the cyberpunk genre called Beneath the Steel Sky. Uh they actually, I don't know, did you guys, you, we saw The Road to El Dorado. Did uh-huh. you ever yeah. See? Yeah. Did you see that they made a companion game for yeah. that? No, that's Apparently awesome. Yeah. so. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's funny, looking at their, um, I don't know what you call it, discography, gameography, <laughs> things that they've <laughs> <Resume>. made. <laughs> like, it's, it's Lure of the Temptress, mm-hmm. uh, Beneath the Steel Sky, that one weird Road to El Dorado license game, and then the rest of it is Broken Sword games. Yeah. Huh. So. <laughs> yeah, this seems like this was their bread and butter for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a so so they released the original in '96. Mm-hmm. Uh, da Vinci Code came out in 2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just looking at other like conspiracy theory things. Right. Uh, Assassin's Creed is 2007. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they released the director's cut remaster in 2009, which is what we played. Yeah. Yeah. I did read some, uh, like, brief interview thing. I think they mention it in the Wikipedia with the creator of the game, and the interviewer was joking, like, oh, I think Dan Brown based the Da Vinci Code <laughs> off your game. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. well, I can't really say that because of his lawyers, but... Although there are some pretty, like, notable simu- similarities. I mean, I don't... I'm not familiar with the source book, uh, which is... What is it? Sacred blood, sacred holy blood, holy yeah. grail. Yeah, there's something like that. Uh, but like, it is a story about an American and a and like someone from France, like mm-hmm. going around investigating like yeah. Templar stuff in France. Yeah, that's so, been hidden in all this like classical architecture uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there are pretty strong similarities. That's just where it all happened. It's not Dan Brown's fault. (laughs) Um, And this, I think, game is kind of notable because it's not like... At the time it came out, uh, Sierra and LucasArts were kind of the big powerhouse uh, point-and-click developers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's kind of impressive that it it became such a popular game despite being outside of those two um, companies. It's kind of it's kind of a little. It said that they were trying to go for a little bit of a hybrid, where like Monkey's Island and that stuff is kind of pretty silly. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. some of the CRS stuff was a little more like serious and gritty, and they mm-hmm. were trying to find sort of a middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that worked. Yeah. Although the game yeah. is, <laughs> it's not trying as hard to be silly, I think, as Monkey Island is, but it's pretty silly. It's pretty I feel, silly. Yeah. I don't know. I felt like while I was playing it, it was. It was trying really hard to tell jokes, and just they weren't either. They weren't funny, or they just weren't landing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also hard to tell how much of it was just like because it's a '90s game, and yeah. I think so many of like they're not making a joke, but it's funny now because yeah. it's just really cheesy. Yeah, totally uh-huh. true. Uh. Uh, and they had some they had some competition. So '96 was like a good year for games. Mm-hmm. There was Diablo and Quake and Civ Two mm-hmm. on PC. 
Uh, Tomb Raider came out on PlayStation. Crash Bandicoot, Dead or Alive, the first one. Mm-hmm. And like Nintendo, like Mario Kart 64 came out that year. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, this came out in like a fertile ground of video games. Well, and what's <laughs> actually I think kind of particularly impressive, again, like pointing to like how how good this game is, is that like it's uh, a two-dimensional game um, in... A landscape where like 3D games were really a big deal and kind of making it big. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's a good point. Where is it set? Um, well, I mean, it's it's in it's like a. A historical fiction, right? Like, right. like a slightly alternate version of reality, as far as we can tell. Right. <laughs> I, it might be completely accurate. You don't know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> it's a mystery, right? It's, they're uncovering the truths. Was uh, there? You, so you guys got to the end, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Was there any supernatural element that pops up? Spoiler no. Alert? No. Okay. no. I figured there wouldn't be. Right. I actually, well, I mean, they try to explain what like. The, the the sort of Baphomet thing is oh, yeah. with like goofy science stuff, but it might as well be magic. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um we can I guess we can hit hit on that when we get to the story, but okay. there is kind of a weird but but they explicitly like don't make it like it's not aliens. I kept on expecting it to just <laughs> be Assassin's aliens. Creed, but it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, they they were pretty vague about that. Okay. Just in general, the the whole the whole ending is really vague. There's not a lot of answers there. Yeah. Uh, what? Wait. Let's. Can we diverge real quick to talk about the difference between the original and the re-release? Sure. Because James sure. is telling me interesting things about about like different content between the two. So the main thing mm-hmm. that I know about um, that's different between the two releases is there's a um, there's an extra chapter at the beginning essentially that. Let's prologue. you play no, prologue? a prologue. That's yes. that's the word I'm looking for. Um, that lets you play as um, other one as Nico and kind of gives her some characterization um, versus the way that she's presented in the original game, which is kind of just a side character who sits in her apartment all day. Right. Um, yeah. So that whole beginning section is new. Um, the portraits during dialogue is mm-hmm. is different. Uh, before it was just subtitles. Oh, um, I like those. Yeah. And then I think there are some uh, like the in, there's a like an intro cutscene that's new, and then like an ending cutscene that's new. Okay. Um, and there's some they they did manage to get both of the um, main voice actors for the two main characters back to record some additional dialogue for those sections. I feel like I did occasionally catch voice clips where, like, their voice sounded way different from one moment to the next. In you know? general, I feel like the quality of the voice acting is kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. in terms of, like, sound quality itself, yeah. like, sometimes you would have characters that were, you know, saying lines that sounded clean, and then sometimes it sounded like they were recording in a tin can, yeah. and, like, yeah. it's just kind of weird. Yeah, like maybe they dug up old like bits of recordings that they didn't put in the original or something. Maybe. Or just... Or, yeah, just an <laughs> off day. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so the game in general is set in the world as we know it, um, primarily in France and mm-hmm. Paris, but you do mm-hmm. uh, go to Ireland, uh, Syria, and Scotland. How'd you guys feel about the, like, the international travel aspect of it? I thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was cool to just have that broad of a map for such a simple game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the different settings and stuff. And, and again, the 90s aspect of just like how stereotyped everyone right, is. Yeah. is pretty funny. <laughs> and I don't know, like, <laughs> maybe it speaks to my, like, sensibilities as a person, but, like, the European stereotypes were very funny to me. So, like, yeah, everybody yeah. in France is very, like, mean and rude like to you. And, and yeah. everybody in Ireland is, like, drunk. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, once you get to Syria, like, it starts to feel a little bit like, ooh. Like, oh, God. <laughs> you know, because yeah. the, all the Middle Eastern people are very, like, I don't know, like, straight out of Indiana Jones, like, sort of Middle Eastern people. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, they're super... It's a little bit gross. <laughs> sure. it's, it's all a little bit gross, for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, maybe <laughs> maybe in its defense, like, none of the characters are not stereotypes. So, right. like, even That's George true. is an incredible American <laughs> uh, yeah. stereotype. Yeah. You know. He's such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. such a cad. Yeah. Really good, good word for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did think one one interesting thing about jumping to those different locations around the world is that it, it does kind of, like, highlight how limited in scope each of those scenes is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, you go to Syria, or you go to, like, a village in Syria, but really all that means is there's one market square and, like, one secret club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's your entire experience with it. Uh-huh. Or, like, you know, you go to Spain, but really you just go to one estate yeah. in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it, it, I mean, it's kind of like a limitation of the medium, right? Like you can't, it right. can't be an open world game. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that it, it sort of highlights how hemmed in you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, like France is the only one with a more detailed map, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah it's so. got multiple locations that have their own like separate screens of interactivity. Yeah. Yeah. Has there been, I was just thinking, is is there like an open world approach to point and click games? Does that exist? Can it exist? I don't, you would have to put so much work into it. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Other than like the small scale where, you know, you're on an island and that's the right. extent of your world right. type of thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have not, but not the 2D stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't play point-and-click games very much, so <laughs> yeah. maybe I just don't know. <laughs> it's definitely not, like, one of my focuses, like, yeah. one of my favorites either, really. Mm. Story. It's okay. I mean, it, it works. It, it works for the game. Yeah. Um, I I think that like by by halfway through, maybe I was a little bit. I was more 
invested in seeing the story progression than actually playing the game. Mm. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> in terms of that, like, it's interesting. You know, yeah. you want to, like, you want to figure out, oh, what's going on? Like, what crazy thing is going to happen next, you know? Right. Yeah. Who's the guy going to dress up as this time? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story was definitely my main focus. Mm-hmm. Like, the there were definitely times, and this happens with point and clicks in general, which is usually why I don't play them, mm-hmm. where I find myself wishing that I didn't have to play a game right. to get the story. Because yeah. I'm not doing anything uh yeah yeah that's one of those things that like i think the the point and click adventure games that i've really like liked from that perspective have been ones where the interaction that you're doing the puzzles that you're solving are actually like pieces of the story they're not just roadblocks to getting to the next scene they're actually like reveal something about the character or advance things somehow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh which this game i don't think did as good of a job at no unfortunately no I always want more puzzles, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, as for the characters, so like, George is not a. I don't. I didn't like playing as him. No. Like, <laughs> no. So George is a lawyer on vacation, I guess, in I guess. France. <laughs> um, he's he's your primary main character. Um, he's kind like I think he's supposed to be funny. Yeah, or at least um, he he's very he's sar- <laughs> sarcastic. Um, always like very judgmental about everybody. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's hard to tell if he's being, if he's being sarcastic or it's just like a, I don't know, product of the times type right. of thing, yeah. or like if he thinks he's being funny or if right. the creators are trying to make <laughs> him funny or like. Who's the joke on? Is the joke on George? Because that would be okay. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I feel like they don't. They don't necessarily don't... do a good enough job. <laughs> yeah. Know that. Yeah. I, there's definitely some interactions with him and Nico where she's just like, "Okay, dude, whatever," yeah. and just not giving him anything at uh-huh. all, and he's like, "I'm funny." <laughs> uh, but, the, but then they're in love by the end. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. Why? I, yeah, I really don't buy that. Why? Like, yeah. it, it seemed like it was so shoehorned in. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like he was more annoying to her than anything else, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. And also, neither of them trust each other throughout the whole game. Right. Yeah. Like, they're both hiding things from each other. Yeah. Which is a weird basis to start a relationship. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. Because it, like, especially with that initial uh, scene where you do get to play as Nico and she's your first character, it really sets you up to make it seem like George is just a pawn for her to uh-huh. get the story that she wants. Yeah. But then you're George the rest of the time. <laughs> and at some point he says something vaguely sexual, romantic to her. And uh-huh. you're like, wait, right. do they like each other? Right. When did that happen? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I feel hmm. like there's a few times where he sort of tries to flirt with her and she just like brushes him off. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just another man and then there's the whole jealousy weirdness oh, with yeah him. with, with them. Them. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, which doesn't make him look good at all and no. he's like really aggressively jealous yeah, like, yeah. And he has no reason to be yeah <laughs> not at all there's like a all. point where like i think it's the second time you go to spain and then you come back and he's like oh what were you doing while i was gone like were you hanging out with Labano? but uh-huh. 
Yeah. Uh, what? We yeah, have history. <laughs> I just met you randomly. Yeah. You, you are a source. Right. And <laughs> I can do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. So this probably would have been better if Nico was the main character. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. I completely think that. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that they added something there. And I'm sure it's a product of people wishing that same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, character wise for her, it's really funny that it came out like a month before uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Because they're very similar like female characters Mm -hmm. it's like you know a problem solving she's not a tomb raider technically but she does like solve puzzles to get into secret areas Mm -hmm. and she's got a dead dad who's maybe part of the secret society but she doesn't know i don't know but he's actually a good guy in the end and (laughs) like what was in the air in 96 yeah that these like characters kept coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's an interesting point. Yeah. And it is interesting that like in her own separate check, like uh, chapter, she has a lot more characterization. She like feels more developed as a character. Yeah. And then when she's a character in like George's part of the game, she's really kind of like one sided and yeah. not really much of a character. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, I don't know, his touch point in yeah. France to yeah. explain things to, yeah. like develop the story a little bit, I guess. So I guess it was it was a good move for the, the remaster to, to give her more content mm-hmm. and expand her character. And it's my understanding that as the series goes forward, she becomes a more active part of the game. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. not just like... George's adventures around the world. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that a shitty game. Yeah. He's super annoying. Yeah. Like, just like first scene of him, he's such a fucking asshole. And then the it in mine, I gave the waitress wine hmm. and whatever, uh, and she passes out because yeah, yeah. you give her the things. And what does he say? I wrote it down. Oh, he says, like, guess I'm making my own cappuccinos to her <laughs> body. It's like, what the fuck? Jesus. The room he's in is destroyed uh-huh. where, like, the cappuccino maker is probably totally fucked and she's, like, shell-shocked and passed out yeah. on his feet. And he's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Guess I'm going to make my own cappuccinos. Like, what? Who says that? Um... <laughs> So broadly, the story is um, sort of takes takes the Knights Templar um, as the real life Knights Templar, um, and supposes that after they were executed, they um, sort of left. Well, not after, but during their operation, they left 
these clues and they had these secret places all around the world. Uh, but really the thing that, that got them, like, their power was they found this place. And this is the, I swear to God, like, explanation in the game where the energies of the earth okay. intersect. Yeah. So, like... Ley lines. Magnetic poles. I don't know. Um, and that's that's what the what did sort they do of with it? they imbued themselves with it. They oh. absorbed the energy, um, which gives them unclear. like super charisma, basically. Oh, okay. And that's how they, you know, convinced people to invest money in them and stuff. Oh. But I guess it did it did it wasn't good enough because then they got killed. Yeah. Um, so flash forward to present time in the game, sometime in the nineties, um, and there's like another like sort of revivalist neo templar sect mm-hmm. um, that's trying to find the sort of Baphomet location um, and be world domination again. I guess. That seems like it's the only thing they're interested in. Yeah, Yeah. or just power for themselves Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, they're they're very uh, I don't know circle of evil. Like yeah, we will rule all. Yeah, totally. Why? (laughs) Yeah, they don't. They they don't really seem to be interested in anything else except for like total world domination. Yeah. Through like destabilizing global markets and yeah. power systems and stuff until they can yeah yeah. <laughs> um, so Nico comes into the the story because she's following a serial killer who dresses up in costumes and mm-hmm. kills people, <laughs> um, and that sort of intersects with George because he happens to be in a cafe that gets targeted, um, and they you know become friends and decide to solve mysteries together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about the about Merlin about the antagonist so he's interesting but he's also not spoiler alert not really the antagonist right Um, Right. I figured that there would be a (laughs) switch um, it's really strange I guess like I didn't really think about it while I was playing the game but I felt like until I until the game explicitly like states that you're supposed to be stopping the Templars. Like, I didn't feel like that's what I was working towards. Yeah. But at a certain point, like, that's what you are doing, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like, um, so, like, really, it seems like your characters are kind of just following around after uh, the costume killer and kind of, like, investigating into the, like, historical stuff. But yeah. mostly, it seems like, because it's connected to that, to the costume killer. And then, at a certain point, like, it's like, he, um, I think a little bit farther than where you are, you get on a train to go to Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this, like, showdown in a train car. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that he's not really trying to hurt you, he's just trying to assassinate Templars, because he's an assassin, right? And mm-hmm. he gets to dump some exposition on you and then die, basically. <laughs> oh, lovely! Mm-hmm. Yeah. When like the main character's motivation for being involved in this, I guess Nico's a reporter, so that mm-hmm. makes sense. 
she's following this story, and then she has the whole daddy right. thing, because mm-hmm. the first place has a connection to her dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then that makes sense that she's pursuing that mystery just because she has to find out what happened to her father, but then yeah. George is just basically yeah. sticking his big American foot in it. He's oh, yeah. like, I don't know, I was here when it exploded, <laughs> so now I'm going to solve this mystery or yeah. something. Uh, and maybe some, like, I, I don't know, trying to prove himself okay, to maybe. Nico maybe. win her affections. Maybe that's maybe. the romance that we're supposed <laughs> to have missed. Ah, George is proving himself the whole time. <laughs> Um, I, I wish that there was more of you, like, running into the costume killer in disguise. Like, if that was a bigger, like, like, having to look out for him in different places or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That would have been kind of cool. I really, I liked establishing that he always wears these costumes. Uh Like, because then every new person you meet, you're always like, well... Like could that? It's probably not him. Uh-huh. But yeah. like, like the like the carpet seller in Syria that has like the big smile. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because like he's depicted that way too, and I was like, oh man, is this the guy? Like, should I talk to him? Yeah. Uh, it's like that. That's kind of a cool mechanic. But yeah, they didn't really do enough with it. They barely did anything with it. It's yeah. Like that beginning, he dressed as the clown, and that mm-hmm. was it. Oh, I guess he killed like someone the... as a. Fairy. Well, oh, yeah. the, the mime oh, was yeah. before the clown. Yeah. They say that a man dressed as a fairy right. killed someone, but you don't actually see him in that costume. Yeah, that's right. true. Uh, and at the very yeah. end, he's dressed up as an old lady, but that's oh, yeah. about okay. it. <laughs> huh. uh, yeah, I, I also wish that they'd done more with that, just because, like, that's such a... They make such a big deal out of yeah. it. And then it's just kind of gone right <laughs> it's that it's that kind of like uh, the Chekhov's gun storytelling device right where they uh, yeah they show I mean, a gun and you're supposed to use it by the end of the movie but yeah. in this case <laughs> well I mean they did they used it at the end yeah. but it would have been That's cooler true. if it was a more like through line yeah. kind of thing for the whole story um was there any character growth Nico grows. I mean, Nico gets some character growth. Because <laughs> she's a real character. Right. right. George doesn't. Nope. No. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone else does. Not really. No one else is really a big enough part. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. I, uh, maybe the gardener for the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Spanish gardener. Yeah, because uh-huh. he... Man, did you guys think that he was going to be a bad guy and, like, kill somebody once you left? Because I did. Yeah. Oh, like, no. he seems really, like, aggressively mean. He's like protecting his mistress. Right, but yeah. also, like, maybe he's an assassin. Uh, uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's just watching to make sure that other people haven't figured out the secret. Right, uh, and I kept on, like, it felt like the game was, like, setting up like, instances where he would, like, kill you or, like, trap you, and then it just didn't, which is fine. Yeah. But it was it was weird. Yeah. What about the actual gameplay itself? Oh, wait. Wait, wait. Oh. I got more things. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I did, I had a particularly bad line that I ran across, too, which was one of George's, mm. uh, and the description was, in the still air, the smell hung around like bad smells do. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
I don't know. This is well, particularly hunger. bad. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There is also, she you guys notice there's a weird bit of, like, same-sex, like, humor stuff where every, especially every time you offer to shake someone's hand, they would be kind of like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, no one wanted to. I no. think that that's to set up the actual time that you do end right. up using it. Which is a good payoff moment. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. I, my, my, the way I read that was more that everybody already knows that you've got a joy buzzer, <laughs> so uh-huh. they're just, like, not even going to humor him. Yeah. yeah. You know? Most people just seem grossed out, like, yeah. why would I touch anyone's right. head? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. No, never. <laughs> uh, yeah. There were some weird, like, uh, again, 90s tropes, like the, the, uh concierge and oh, the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah. It's just super swishy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely some stereotypes. The gay walk team. <laughs> uh, okay. What about uh, what about controls? It, it plays stuff. pretty well. Um, the only thing that I noticed is I would have liked all, like there are like environments where things are all on one screen and there are environments where like the screen will pan over. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of wish that everything was just on one screen or your character move faster. Cause like (laughs) there are times when you have to like go back and forth between areas Mm -hmm. and you just have to like click and then wait for George to like sort of saunter over and then like do one thing over here and then you have to wait for him to, like, saunter back. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the screen doesn't ever pan unless you're, like, moving in that direction. Right. So it can be really slow, like, getting around places. Yeah. And there there were a few times, like, in Syria that mm-hmm. it took me forever to figure out that the screen panned. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. there was more for me to discover. So uh-huh. what, the, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, totally. It took me yeah. so long to find that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but other than that, I mean, it's, you know, it's a point and click. It's mm-hmm. super simple. There's yeah. not much to do right. control-wise. Sure. There are a couple of th- uh, design decisions that I appreciate. Um, mm. Instead of, like, so instead of, like, choosing from a list of verbs or right. clicking on something and getting, like, a radial wheel of verbs... Uh, your mouse cursor will contextually just change depending on what you're hovering over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Which is nice. Um, Also, and I don't know if this is in the original game, but in this version, definitely um, having the little, like, I don't know, like points of interaction being highlighted. Yeah. It's like a little ripple effect. Yeah, you don't have to do, like, the the pixel hunting, basically, that you Mm -hmm. have to do in some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. It has sort of, like, like, a warmer, colder system where you can tell when you're getting closer because there's a bigger dot on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely helpful. Would have been pretty torturous yeah, without right. that. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you guys have any trouble with things overlapping sometimes? Hmm, no. Uh, there's a couple times where like people would walk in front of interactable objects mm. and mm. then I was pretty sure I was clicking on one thing but it would keep giving me the other thing. Hmm. So, I don't know. No. I had some weird glitchy stuff with some of the puzzles where I, like, uh, 
like the chess one where you have to flip over the pieces and oh, like match them. Yeah. I had to grab like centimeters above where oh, the actual yeah. image was. Yeah. And there was some weirdness there. Um, yeah. But... The chess one too, that one was kind of weird. Like that, that almost didn't feel like a puzzle. Like it was yeah. just yeah. an exercise. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's yeah. nothing tricky about it. Right. right. It's, it's just a matching game. Patience to match it. But it's, it's like not even a matching game because you can just continuously yeah, look no at penalty. all the things. Yeah. 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 Most of the puzzles were pretty simple. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have any that were, like, particularly tricky? Um, I think for me, a lot of what I struggled with was the series of events that you have to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I don't know, like, Syria is a good example. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, you God, get yeah. there, and then you have to, what, you have to go into the club, talk uh-huh. to the taxi guy... Who and then you have to look at the door on the bathroom mm-hmm. and then talk to the taxi guy about the door in the bathroom. Then go out and see that the like kebab guy is using the brush and talk to the mm-hmm. boy who's yeah. selling the thing and then like poke the cat and then give him the rubber ball. It's just this whole huge like yeah. thing yeah. that you have to do just to get like fifty dollars so the taxi guy will give you a ride. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, oh man. So bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. With the towel. You have to fix his car anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you grab that towel the first time around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That one really was difficult for me as well because I I did talk to the guy, but I didn't. I didn't read the sign. Yeah. I just looked at the door, so I had to go back and uh, the whole thing (laughs) Uh because yeah, George wouldn't recognize that the toilet brush was there right yeah yeah there is the the that first like door puzzle that was down like the the k that you get into the little boathouse or whatever yeah i was so mad about that (laughs) i kept thinking that like maybe i was missing something Uh that like maybe there is some sort of like i don't know some sort of hint but no like you really almost just have to brute force it and keep moving all the little bits and pieces back and forth yeah yeah which got annoying the (laughs) second one was definitely more challenging and the fact that you could like you could the, the second one the mechanism of it was to slide the latch and then oh, move the yeah. things and then slide the latch and then move the yeah. things yeah. and i kept trying to make it cleanly go all the way uh-huh. no yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh that's interesting. So that was that was Nico's content. So that mm-hmm. wouldn't have been in the original. Right. Right. They would have added that. So maybe they wanted to add a couple more that were, that were harder, actually basically. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. Although honestly, like even the um, when you get down into the like under boathouse area, the whole like section where you have to what you like find a, a <laughs> bullet casing in the outside, and you have to go in and like. Like, pull the thing up, but it won't stay up. Mm-hmm. But it will stay up if you use a bullet casing to hold it up. Yeah. But then that only props up one door, so you have to take the casing mm-hmm. back out, stick it under the other door so it'll be bent, mm-hmm. and then you can use that to somehow leverage the other door up. <laughs> I know, like, what What can't you do with the shell casing? Or, like, <laughs> with, with... You have to use it later, too. So. And, and with George, like, I feel like his, like, catch-all item is the sewer key. Yeah. Like, yeah. you just use that for everything. <laughs> yeah. Use it for opening manholes, breaking walls, right. like, climbing walls. It's yep. ridiculous. Yeah. 
And he just pulls it out of his coat. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, shit. Here it is. Yeah. His, he has a coat of wonders. He yeah. can just like fit sewer keys. He can put like wet, dripping yeah, wet rags things. in there yeah. and it's fine. And yeah. Plaster, just like a handful of plaster. Yeah. <laughs> just like a nice little <laughs> nice pile. Uh. Yeah. Um, and I think actually in general, I think the puzzles start pretty okay and then get really like kind of jump off the deep end pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and luckily one of the nice things is, and I think this is also an addition in the director's cut, although it could be wrong. It might be in the original game is the, um, hint system yes. where you can basically, you can, uh, get like a hint. Your first hint is like a restatement of what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. The second hint is like a little clue and then the third hint is, like, basically either the solution or, like, the first part of what you should do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can never get completely stuck, yeah. I don't think. Although, I mean, like, the, the hint system probably wouldn't tell you how to do the door, for instance. Like, it wouldn't tell you the exact sequence of moves. No. But in terms of, like, the sequence of events. Right. It'll eventually just lay it out for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't have to look anything up. Yeah, which that was the most difficult part, was getting the sequencing exactly right. Uh-huh. And, yeah. like, making sure you did all the weird finicky details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that I know is uh, removed from this version of the game is uh, character death. Oh. Um, so you can't kill yourself in the director's cut, but you can in the uh, regular version. Oh. oh. Yeah. There are ways that you, like, if you do things like puzzles in a certain incorrect order, you can kill yourself. Oh. Or die. Like, <laughs> you know. Huh. I wonder why they took that out. Too frustrating? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Would it then reset you? Yeah. yeah. So whenever you the... saved last yeah, okay. would be okay. my guess. Um, so, um, this, this game does, uh, have the infamous goat puzzle, um, which (laughs) is, yeah, it's actually like kind of a well-known like, like thing. Um, apparently, so in the original version of the game, (laughs) it's in the director's cut too, but, um, there's the puzzle where you're in Ireland, you get up on the wall and you have to find a way down into the dig, but there's the goat. Yeah. Um, and so in the original version of the game, I guess the timing for when you are able to push the piece of machinery is a lot more harsh. Oh. Um, uh. so notoriously like people got stuck on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, huh. but in this version, I think you just have to like walk up to it. The goat head butts you and then you can like move the thing. Yeah. I accidentally did that because i like <laughs> didn't even walk up to the goat i just went straight to the thing so oh, like, yeah. oh that looks like something i'm supposed uh-huh. to interact with and so yeah <laughs> i didn't yeah. know there was a puzzle there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i spent much time there either <laughs> which is nice that's yeah. i mean that's one good thing about the director's yeah. cut and then talk yeah. about how it looks unless you have any other gameplay Nope. Um, I guess we, we talked about difficulty. Yes. Which is kind of non-existent because of the hint system. Right. Yeah. Or at least like real punishing. Like, yeah. Like roadblock difficulty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's talk about Ert. It looks good. I mean... It looks good for the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
it, it's interesting because the the style kind of shifts around a little bit. Like mm-hmm. there's sort of like the really nice backgrounds, and then the animation almost reminds me of like like Don Bluth kind of like cartoony. Is there um, a reason for that? Uh, there is. Well, I mean, <laughs> I guess uh, the guy that worked on, I want to say the backgrounds and maybe the the couple of uh, animated cutscenes uh, worked at Don Bluth's studios. Oh, wow. Well, makes so, perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they do have that sort of like really kind of like fluid sort of movement yeah. feel. Yeah. That's like almost like rotoscope, kind of. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Right. Especially, yeah, especially the like character and NPC movements. Yeah. look a lot like they're rotoscoped. I don't think they are, but yeah, they definitely look that way. Yeah, the different styles for the cutscenes and stuff that that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and did actually make me think of um, like more dreams, DreamWorks style to yeah. mm-hmm. be. Yeah. Cartoon movies, which yeah. is funny that they did Road to El Dorado. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and their their color palette choice and kind of the music too was really like fiercely cheery. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, true. Really primary colors. Really <laughs> mm-hmm. like the sun is always shining, uh-huh. and I thought that was an interesting choice for a murder mystery. Yeah, series definitely. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it looks good. I think the kind of unfortunate thing with, and I, I don't know that much about, like, I don't know, restoring or, like, making things high definition. <laughs> uh, but, like, I feel like with this specific sort of style, since everything is hand-drawn, yeah. everything is, like, hand-animated frames, like, it's mm-hmm. harder to like up resolution those than like maybe 3d models would be yeah um so if you're playing it in the original resolution you're looking at like it's tiny it's so small it's Um, absurdly small um (laughs) which is how you know you can get the best quality of how it looks yeah so your next best option is to like play it in a window like a you know like a a stretched out yeah. sort of mode which then makes everything look worse Stretched. you yeah. know so <laughs> that's unfortunate um yeah yeah i'd almost wished that i'd gotten the phone version because there yeah. is a oh yeah version, that's true uh, that's i thought that the same looks good yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's it's so simple that i don't mm-hmm. think it would lose anything being mm-hmm. played on a phone yeah, yeah. Definitely. I maybe would gain a little bit. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, there's some cool, like, like camera, like, cinematography, like, scene framing things that, mm-hmm. did that I noticed a couple times. So, like, I really like the one where Nico is putting together, like, the torn-up picture. Uh-huh. And, like, as she's narrating, the pictures sort of get, like, closer and closer together until finally they're all one piece uh-huh. to be, like, oh, and that's that means that this happened. Like, mm-hmm. that's a cool little sequence. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of ones uh, in Windows, too, like in the, the bathroom in Syria where you're sort of, like, looking in the window at him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's there's another one, too, at the, at the hotel where you're looking at, like, the two windows and the, like not catwalk or whatever the little shelf yeah, yeah. in between them that you sneak along to get yeah. in the other room yeah, like, yeah. that kind of stuff was kind of cool yeah yeah 
They had some cool angle choices and like some interesting lighting choices with like every time you went into like, a secret area that you had to do some sort of something to sneak into. Um, the way they revealed those spaces was super dramatic, mm-hmm. which I liked. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of the only thing that added like a little <laughs> bit of a creep factor to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because nothing ever felt particularly like foreboding. Yeah. Because uh-huh. again, like the the music, like the whole feel of it was sort of like, yeah, oh, this is like, fine, this is happy and cartoonish. We're going on an adventure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there definitely was like skeletons, like in all of the like creepy puzzle areas. There were definitely like skeletons in the like background, sort of foreground yeah. area. Yeah. yeah. You had to search a corpse at one point. Too. Yeah. yeah. A couple times. A couple times. <laughs> couple t- yeah, that's true. Uh, but it again, it's so, like, yeah. happy looking. And, well, and I've looted many a body right. in my game career. George so. is so preoccupied making, like, Indiana Jones jokes. Yeah. That, right. like, it's really hard to take anything seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, death is not taken seriously at all in this game. <laughs> Which is interesting. Like, I kind of want to play it where you can die because because you can't really die and that's not a threat in this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. It made a little more sense that it's so like nonchalant about death. Yeah. But if you actually could die and it's still nonchalant, that'd be funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true. I like the or- orchestrated soundtrack. I think that sounds really nice. And actually, um, it was composed by Barrington Folong, maybe? Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I guess I was reading in the Wiki- uh, Wikipedia article that he wanted to um, approach the soundtrack with the idea of instead of like making like an orchestral score like you would for a movie approaching it from like writing a couple of different um themes and then like tweaking like variations that could be used as different like uh musical cues during the game right okay um and he said that um like, all told, he thinks he uh, made at least, uh, like, 400 different, like, variations of little wow. musical. And they just would, like, in the recording studio, would just, like, record, you know, like, 30 seconds of a sample. Huh. And hmm. sort of populate those throughout the game. I did notice that, that there seemed to be some sort of code going on with the music mm-hmm. particularly that uh like kind of twinkly chime sound yeah, yeah. God, i never so many figured times. out what <laughs> any of it meant yeah uh 
but it was clearly something. Yeah. <laughs> there's like the yeah, there's like the main theme that plays during like the sort of overhead animation of Paris that mm-hmm. kind of pops up every time you like solve a puzzle or you like go back to see Nico. Yeah. That sort of like flutes and strings kind of uplifting yeah. piece. I definitely noticed a lot. Yeah. I think I think they use chimes too much. <laughs> I could have yeah. done with a little bit less. A little less chimes. <laughs> yeah, well because sometimes there there's like mute like background tracks that had it as part of the music. Yeah. And then it would give you the little like chime sound effect whenever you solved a piece of the puzzle. Uh-huh. Right. And it's like this is just too it's too much. <laughs> too, many, too many chimes. Yeah. I I like the music generally. Yeah. Um and like I was saying earlier the how it's all just that orchestral composed stuff and then the random R&B <laughs> track in Nico's room. But that mm-hmm. was the only one, the place that I saw anything that wasn't mm-hmm. composed. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not giving up. It's sort of like a like oh this is European and it's artsy and classically yeah. artsy yeah. or whatever yeah, sort of yeah. feel. Uh, How did you feel about the voice acting? Oh boy, I'm <laughs> glad <laughs> it was there. Uh, I think I think like it helps sort of keep interest in the story. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I found myself wondering frequently. Is, it's the same voice actors doing, <laughs> yeah. is it? Yes, I'm it's sure the same it, voice actors doing everyone with horrible accents. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think at the very least they probably hired people that were, at least from some of them, that were native to wherever place their character was supposed to be from. That were? I yeah. was not you sure don't think about so? that. I'm skeptical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ever reach a decision on that. Uh, and I guess we could e- easily have found that out. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> there there were definitely a few times where I was like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is an American. Right. Uh, but then George would talk, and he's so, like, aggressively American yeah. sounding. Like, he right. sounds like a non-American doing an American accent. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, George's voice actor is definitely American. Nico's is definitely French. Okay. Um, and then I'm not sure where everyone else falls in between. It's just George. Yeah. <laughs> um, Might as well be. <laughs> what about the yeah. delivery of the lines? Uh, not so good. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, 
in a lot of cases, they maybe didn't really have the context for how the line was going to be I fit think, to the story. I you know? think They're that's like, it. It's, it's everyone was sat down in an individual booth and said, like, here are your lines, take a couple of takes, like, yeah. maybe yeah. try this one. Yeah. And then, like, that's fine. Move on to the next one. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone was sitting down with another person, like, reading through lines. Yeah. Maybe they told every voice actor that they were the main character because <laughs> everyone seems to deliver their like lines like they're the most important thing in the scene. That's an interesting point. Especially <laughs> like, man, I think my favorite is the British lady playing piano in, oh, the, yeah. in the hotel. She's <laughs> oh, just like yeah. so over the top and like yeah. really into it. I mean, you're an honest to God aristocrat? Oh, I don't know about that. Few of my ancestors are honest, not even to God. I can trace my family back to the Normans, but don't let that intimidate you, George. Oh. Beneath that impressive pedigree, I'm just flesh and blood. The blood may be blue, but the flesh is the plump beef of old England. <laughs> uh. What do you think of the weird, like, past tense thing they did every time you're exploring someplace and the character is, like, narrating what they're doing? Oh. They're doing it in a past tense as if they're reading a novel about yeah, themselves Yeah, that was or right. Something. A little bit weird. Weird. Yeah. yeah. At first, I was like, what the fuck is this? This is... What is happening? Right. I don't understand. <laughs> and at some point, I had the thought of maybe they're trying to mimic a like, mystery novel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And this is an intentional thing. Oh, yeah. That is very strange. <laughs> like, yeah, because if it gets to, like, kind of noir kind right, of Right, like, sort of yeah. like self-narration yeah. Yeah. stuff. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't it really just think about it. Gets very... I went over to the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It would yeah. almost make a little more... You know, Nico is a writer. Like, she could have been sort of telling the story after the fact or whatever. Right, yeah. They didn't do right. that. No, exactly. <laughs> Very easily could have framed it that way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they could have, but they didn't. They just <laughs> used the past tense. Yeah. Which was extra weird because it's the active part where you're right. actually doing a yeah. thing and then they're telling you that they already did it and you watch the character do it yeah so it's right. not like you need to say caught up. <laughs> yeah. and then every time so every time george goes and does something right he comes back and then we have to sit for like a minute while he catches nico up yeah, on the right. thing that you just did in the yeah. game that you're playing yeah you yeah. have a little previously what? on broken sword <laughs> right <laughs> and oftentimes like those end with very like abrupt like smash cuts yeah. So yeah. like you'll be doing a thing and then it's just like straight to black back, back in Nico's apartment. And <laughs> yeah. Like what I yeah. feel like there's a middle part that I'm missing out on. Yeah, like the end of Ireland was yeah. so abrupt. I was <laughs> mad because I thought that they like didn't let me that George explored some tomb on his own and I didn't <laughs> actually explore it. Right. Like I did all this puzzle shit yeah. to get into this space and it took me a while to realize that the only thing he finds there is a mural. Yeah. And then now you're you in see Nikos. it for like three seconds and then, yeah. yeah. Well, or, or Syria is that way too, right? Like you shake the guy's hand with a oh, joy yeah. buzzer and then oh, like yeah, jump yeah. off the cliff 
and then you're back at Nico's. Like yeah. you're fine. You Nothing. jump off a cliff, <laughs> yeah. and then you're in it's, France. It's okay. At you made the it. cliffs in Syria, <laughs> right? <that's France>. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird and jarring. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then all of those interactions with Nico too. You, many of them are just you relaying everything you already know. Right. And then leaving yeah and it kind of almost like it feels like you should be able to do something else like you show her new items or you have new conversation topics or something uh-huh. yeah but it's usually not it's just if you go through it it's just review again yeah, yeah. like they have nothing new to say to each other yeah right. even when you show her new objects she's like oh that's cool george yeah like, <laughs> i don't have an opinion about this right, right. No, stop this bothering me I, I know i kept on <laughs> expecting like the idea to be that like those two characters were doing other things yeah. so like while you're in ireland doing your ireland thing like she's maybe doing something in france right. that is also important but she's not she's really no. just like sitting in her apartment all day yeah, yeah. yep <laughs> waiting for you to, yeah. to write her story right. for her yeah, i guess <laughs> uh, yeah and i guess if the original doesn't have that whole beginning sequence, then that's all Nico really is in the uh-huh. first game. And that yeah. maybe makes a little more sense. So it was a little more jarring that yeah. she didn't have more of a part because mm-hmm. we were introduced to her in a richer way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there, I mean, is there anything that you could like hum or whistle or something? Like, is there anything that memorable? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no. I, backgroundy. I, I don't know. I might like, if I was thinking about it might listen to it in the background while I was doing something else yeah. but it's not something I would like actively seek out I yeah. think yeah uh, it's definitely too chipper for my preference <laughs> uh, and like epic unnecessarily epic <laughs> most yeah. of the time uh-huh. but apparently it's like won awards and was critically yeah. acclaimed mm-hmm. and people buy the soundtrack and huh. I don't <laughs> Get it. Uh, there were a couple times, though, where, or several times, where I was like, oh, this sounds like a different video game. Yeah. Uh, there were several that sounded very Oblivion-like, mm-hmm. like, specifically some of the tracks where you're, like, exploring fields and stuff. Mm-hmm. There were a few that sounded very, very mm-hmm. much like that, just that kind of, like, cheery, floaty uh-huh. type right. of thing. Uh I listen to that music, so yeah, there you go. Maybe out of context. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were there were like a few sort of quieter, more contemplative pieces in it that I could that I, that I was like, oh, this sounds kind of nice, but yeah. yeah, I don't know if I would get excited about listening to the, the yeah. soundtrack again. No, except for that one song at Nico's place. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it was really good. To go really dig deep to find that, I guess. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll try and find it and mix it in at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. maybe <laughs> to wrap up thoughts. Good, bad, or ugly? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's not ugly. It's not bad. No, and it's not unapproachable either. No, especially in the updated format. Yeah. It's surprisingly available. Like mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys noticed, but it like the original was released on. Like, PCs when it came out, PlayStation, right. Game Boy Advance, really? weirdly, um, <laughs> and then, like, Mac, and then, like, the director's cut is on, like, the DS, the Wii, huh. um, and also, like, PC platforms, mobile phones, 
Mm-hmm. So, like, it's easy to get a hold of. Yeah. 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 It's easy to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it wasn't so frustrating that I rage quit at any point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think if I liked this genre more, I'd probably really like it. Yeah. Uh, and it definitely is obviously like a foundational game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like, I could see it in other games that I play that are these, like, talk to all the people type of stuff. Like, uh, specifically, it made me think a little bit of, uh, like, the Telltale mm, yeah. mm-hmm. series, that all of those that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, for that, I will always appreciate a game for being yeah, highly it's, influential. It's a link in a chain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am a little bit curious to, like play the other games just to see how like the series sort of moved yeah you know because yeah. like the second game i think there's a remaster of the third and fourth game are in 3d and then <laughs> like the fifth one i think just recently came out like yeah, on a yeah. kickstarter project so it'd be interesting to see how that sort of evolved over the course yeah i think i think i wish I felt more connected to the main character. I think that would have really yeah. solved a lot of problems for me, just because then I would have been more invested in mm-hmm. what was happening. But, yeah. George isn't really a very likable character. No. I don't no. think. And a lot of the people that you end up meeting, then partially because people aren't really... Char- well, because people are just sort of like bare stereotypes. There mm-hmm. isn't much like... Like, the people themselves are just roadblocks in the same way that the puzzles are roadblocks. Like mm-hmm. Yeah you don't really care that much about any of them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, honestly, like, I think my my sort of final feeling about the game in general is, like, I wish it was, like, an hour and a half animated short. Yeah. <laughs> like, a yeah. movie that I could sit down and watch. Yes. And, because, like... Yeah, Don Bluth could animate it. Right. <laughs> it would be great. Because, um, like, the, like, the puzzles are fun, but they're not like, engaging enough that I feel like that's why I want to keep playing the game. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah, I frequently wished the same. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I am curious to try to play the more games in the mm-hmm. series, especially mm-hmm. if you get to be Nico more, because yeah. I did really like her, and I want to play as her more. Right. Yeah. Uh, and maybe George chills out. Or something. <laughs> Hopefully, or maybe he's the one that you go back to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're a couple now, right? Yeah, yeah. The third, the whole, the ending cut scene. Oh yeah, thing, definitely. They're, on, the, they're like on the. Um, they're on the Eiffel Tower. Eiffel Tower. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're like they're looking like, oh. down, and I think <laughs> yeah, George lives a, in Paris now. There's a really know. weird moment where like. On you're on the train to Scotland and like Nico gets oh. kidnapped and oh, then like you good. come in to save her and then like before you untie her you kiss her. Where do you think you're going? Don't worry, I hadn't forgotten about you. Untie me this instant, Jean Stobart. I will, when I'm ready. Hi, that's no. You took advantage while my hands were tied. When Eklund pointed that gun at me, I thought I was going to die. I thought of all the things I'd never get to do. And kissing you was at the top of my list.
Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> And yeah, and he's like, oh, I oh. had to get my chance in. Or right? Whatever. What? Yeah. The, I'm pretty sure one of the baddies, or maybe it's George, someone calls her like his woman. Yeah. Uh, and very strange. Yeah. yeah. It's really. Uh, yeah, and gross. she is like, oh, what the fuck? But then it's it's fine. But yeah, like literally in the next like scene, they're like BFF. Huh? Yeah. Like going there. out now. Yeah. So I guess <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it is when they finally get to the Baphomet place. The Nico is once again in peril, and someone yells to George, like, "Oh, are you gonna save your woman?" or something uh-huh. like that. I'm like, oh, he forced a kiss on her and train, yeah, and now right. she's his woman. Yeah, that's she's that's, fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty weird. Well, I can only hope that, like, if if they went back to this game and decided that adding more Nico content to it was a good idea that maybe the new games Uh kept up with that same strategy. Right. (laughs) So definitely it's a, we're we're feeling more on the side of skipping the gameplay to get to the story. Yes. Yeah. 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 Like you could probably watch a YouTube video of all of the story content cut together without the puzzles and it would be roughly the same experience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To the the name of the game. It's Broken Sword. What's the Broken Sword? It's Baphomet Sword, but yes. you get, it sounds like was it actually broken? Well, first of all, it's not actually a sword. It's not actually right. a sword. <laughs> I think the idea is the, and here's where it gets confusing because in the ending cutscene they do have an actual sword. Oh. There's a guy holding a sword. Okay. But it's not broken. Okay. And it's not the Broken Sword. Oh. I think the idea is the Broken Sword is like. The Templars losing the information of where yeah. the Sword of Baphomet is. Okay. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. That's like when they're <laughs> that first time that you walk in, that George walks in on them colluding yeah, in the uh-huh. cave, they do mention like the sword that was broken. Yeah. Uh, but then at the end, it's a metaphorical sword, <laughs> it's, maybe. It's a metaphorical sword, but there's definitely a guy holding a sword. Huh. Which is confusing. I mean, it's in the it's in the uh, the tapestry and everything, right? Like the yeah. guy with the sword hand yeah. with the diamond mm-hmm. and the tripod. And... Right. Uh, and most of the things that are in the tapestry, you literally find. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, so that was strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of. I mean, the ending in general is just like. I don't know, like, the whole story is kind of slow and snowballs, snowballs, snowballs until the end where it's just, like, what is even happening? There's so much going on, but they're not really answering Uh anything, and let's just finish this up really quick. It seemed really rushed towards the end. Yeah, Uh, like, basically, you, you break in on the, like, Templar cult meeting, the uh, it's it's a lot like an Indiana Jones like Temple of Doom kind of like yeah. so you're on that like classic yeah. like rock outcrop okay. over overseeing the meeting they see you they're like oh now we're gonna kill you but wait do you want to join us right. and then you're like no and then there's like some fisticuffs there's uh-huh. like a very <laughs> pointless reveal where the inspector is also part of the Templars and then gets killed immediately. Right, right. Um, and then you, like, you blow up the church and, and like, leave. That's it. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Very yeah. Strange. Wait, do you even get a chance to like find the the nexus of their power? Yeah, you get to see them like hanging out with it. it. Oh, yeah. okay. And like worshiping it, and they try to use their power on George, but he's too. He's smart. Too American. Stupid. He's too Do something. Right. He's it too in love with him. Oh yes, that's uh, it. <laughs> but yeah, it just like. It feels like they're heading towards a climax and then didn't really know what to do with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a great. <laughs> it, it feels very much like someone's early attempts at fan fiction or something. <laughs> yeah. It's just like a lot of buildup, a lot of like shitty character development, non-existent character development. Uh-huh. Right. And then like... Dramatic thing, dramatic thing, dramatic thing. Oh, I'm never going to end this because I don't know how. Let's blow up the church. Yeah. Why is a Baphomet sculpture in the bottom of a church in Scotland? We'll never uh. know. <laughs> yeah. Because they blew it up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like like interesting ideas, but not really good follow through. Yeah. <laughs> and things like the inspector, like I think that was to be like oh this is why nico's story kept getting put aside oh. and like why she kept getting thwarted in her attempts mm-hmm. to solve these mysteries because the cops were in what collusion or whatever okay. but they don't really develop that at all <laughs> right you kind of just have to make it up uh-huh. yeah there's a lot of making the audience fill in the gaps uh-huh. yeah. so yeah that's that's why the broken sword yeah. yeah, and the shadow of the Templars is the Templars. also a metaphor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but maybe also a literal. You're literally in the shadow of the Templars right. at the end of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think we kind of talked through room for improvement uh, as we we're kind of hitting those points. Yeah. Um, so I would say big things are like better or more condensed puzzle design. So a lot of times I felt like. I had picked up an item at the beginning of the game, and now it's the end of the game, and I'm finally using that item. Yeah. Or um, here, or or like the sewer key thing. Like here's an item that you got at the beginning of the game, and you're going to use it for completely unrelated things uh-huh. like three or four times yeah. throughout the game. Yeah. yeah. The Swiss so, Army item. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like cutting down on puzzles where. You have to go from one area to get a thing to another area. You go back to that area, and then yeah. you go back to the other area, and then like the mm-hmm. the amount of travel yeah. that you have to do, you know, is pretty frustrating. There's a lot to ask. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a lot to how how are you supposed to figure some of those right. things out without hints? Yeah, yeah. like they're almost unsolvable especially because so much of it does rely on really like one singular question that you have to ask a specific person Uh before you go to the back of the room and then out and then back and yeah yeah there's a lot that was really easily missable Mm -hmm. yeah really unintuitive the condensed would be good yeah and i think like a lot of a lot of the satisfaction that i get from puzzle solving is like you look at all of the pieces that you have to work with and you know like the rules that you have to follow mm-hmm. and then you come up with the solution knowing all that. Right. Yeah. But here you use like you don't really know all the pieces you're working with. You don't even know what you're doing sometimes. Yeah. So that's it's sort of inherently unsatisfying because you never get to that point where you're like, right. Oh, I have everything I need. 
now I can do the thing. Right. I often felt like I knew what I was supposed to be doing. I just didn't know how to do it. Yeah. Yep. So, like, at the end, there's a puzzle uh, where you have to get into a dig site. Did you do that? Um, in France? Oh, yeah. With, uh, the, with the security guard? The gloves. And yeah. The, so, the so you have to, like, you have to ask for his key to the bathroom. Yeah. So you can make a duplicate key with soap and plaster you've been carrying around. And then, like, go upstairs, talk to the painter, and get rid of him by calling Nico on the phone. So she talks to him so you can dip your right. key in the paint. So she, like, play flirts with him to right. keep him yeah. on the line. And then, but that's not good enough, right? It's right. still a fake key, so you have to, like, turn the thermostat down so the glove put or the guard puts his gloves on so he can't feel that it's a fake key. Right. And then, like, switch it out. To, you have to switch it onto the keychain, too, right. which I was actually stuck on forever until I got <laughs> the hints because I was like, I have a key that's convincing now, but it's not going to love it yet. And yeah. then you have to call Nico again yeah, to talk right. to him. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets sillier and sillier. Mm-hmm. Uh, would we would we recommend this game? No. I mean, no. maybe to a person that was already, like, a big fan mm-hmm. of point and clicks, but somehow hadn't played this game. Yeah. Right. Or if they really like 90s kitsch type yeah, content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, generally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely better point and click games out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's definitely better like Templar Illuminati conspiracy theory content that you could get into. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But again, like like you're saying, like if it's something that other games have built on, like it, it serves an important purpose. That's right. true. We just don't necessarily need to go back to it because it's kind of obsolete. At this right. Point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if I recommended it to someone, it would be with those caveats mm-hmm. of. Do you care about being completionist <laughs> when it comes to these genres? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, what are, what are we doing for our next game? Frostpunk. Frostpunk, that's right. Uh, which is... Uh, <laughs> what is that? C- uh, city building resource management uh, uh, game. Yes. In the post-apocalyptic future, everything is very cold. Mm-hmm. You must use your limited resources to heat your city. Yeah. Okay. Your city with people in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. Should be pretty good. Um, if you like this podcast, <laughs> uh, you can check us out on Facebook uh, at facebook.com forward slash games these days podcast. And we're on Tumblr, games these days podcast.com, tumblr.com. Um, you can find it on iTunes as games these days, on Castbox, also under games these days, Spotify. Uh huh. And we still haven't made a new website yet. But that might happen. Maybe that'll happen someday. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah. So until next time, brother! <laughs> That's it. Brother. Yeah.
That's it. We did it. We made, we made yeah. a podcast. Did a thing. <laughs> Yay. Good job. This is my first podcast ever. Yeah. You did great. You did a great job. I couldn't <laughs> tell. Wonderful. Awesome. You seem like you've been doing podcasts forever. <laughs> Very professional. <laughs>